This is Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast where we discuss common and often controversial questions from a biblical perspective. I am Mark Mueller. I'm Lena Mueller. And I'm Matt Henry. And you wimped out. You didn't go Matt Miller. And Matt Miller. I, I figured they would figure it out pretty dang quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's you don't sound a bit like him. Not at all. For the long-term listeners, no. <laughs> uh, you guys will recognize both of them because they used to be the guys doing this. Uh, Lena works here at the church leading the, the music on a Sunday, as well as a lot of other things. Mark's her husband. He's the the brains behind all of this. He makes certain all of our technical stuff is technically running, I guess. I don't know. Well-oiled. Well, yes. Well-oiled yeah. machine, yes. I would say, yeah, I'm kind of the brains. Lena's become the brawn. Um, <laughs> That's true. To be completely honest. And what are we? What's she, Matt and I? You guys are the comedic relief. You just kind of... <laughs> Filling the gaps here. The um, entertainment. No. <laughs> These are two of our favorite people, though. Uh, Matt's not here. He, uh, we were trying to do this um, with some interviews, and we just couldn't get the schedules to work. So he he bowed out. He's very busy up in his church, which is a good thing. Um, but here's the goal. What we're trying to do is we're going to have uh, three different sets of couples who are going to be interviewed by us, and. Our goal is to now kind of put feet to everything that we spent all these weeks uh, talking about on parenting. And so we've asked parents in our church who have been faithfully applying what we've taught um, over the years, uh, and they're, they're seeing the fruit of it. And, and they're all in different places in their life. So Mark and Elena, we poke, poke them, we picked them um, because you have, how old's Georgia? Uh, she's 18 months old. Yeah, I, I didn't even bother to look at your hubby. That's the best that I've done, no. actually. Usually I say, oh, she's the fourth one. A, well, believe it or not, I, mean, I get pretty good at it. <laughs> really? With, well, with work. You you do intro intros for all your calls, and I meet with so many different people. Oh, really? So you always have oh, that to say, yeah, me. I have four kids. When they say four kids, you're like, holy well, crap. Yeah, what are their ages? So I've gotten, I've gotten it down pretty good. When I would, uh, Otherwise, I would put have no idea. kids in nursery at Grace Community Church, you have to put the number of months, and I think that went up for two, uh, until they were 24 months, two years, oh, right? Sure. Yeah. Like I, I know oh, they're no. cared, <laughs> and, and, and our kids were all spaced apart pretty – it doesn't matter. When we, you got we, break we, out we had no problem having children. Let's just put it that yeah. way. And, and so I always just put whatever the age was of the kid above me when I signed in. And so all I knew was Lydia yeah. had to be in this room. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, apparently she's 18 months this week. <laughs> and then the week the week next week, it might be 19 months. And finally, the uh, they were actually employees. So the lady who signed them in, uh, she, she's like, you know that last week she was older than this week? <laughs> and I said, very possibly since I just I, and she's like well you're supposed to put the real date I said well you're never going to get that from me and since I hired her and paid her salary she didn't 
put up a fuss, but oh, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I work in increments of years. Yeah. And yeah. now I work in in- increments of five years. So okay. as long as I'm- Five-ish. Yeah. Ten-ish. Yeah. They, they're five until I know at some other point, and That's I just don't enough. care. Anyhow, but you got 18 months all the way up to what? Nine. Nine. Right. And then the next group, uh, I'm not sure what Clark is, but then uh, they're older than that. A tad bit. Clark yeah. is just a and, year younger and then than Quinn. Just entering into their early teens. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the last group is an elder and his wife. Um, and they have teenagers, mm-hmm. and their first son finally moved out. Yeah. So, what we're hoping with this is that we can help uh, parents in the different ages see the value in what we've talked about. Um, and so, why don't we start off by just you guys introducing yourselves, talk about how you both met um, and married, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Who wants to start? Mark? Yeah. I mean, how much introduction do you want? You want? You, you can do as much as you think people would care about. Okay. So not too much. Not, people don't care. Not too much. All right. Well, my name is Mark Mueller. I do wish that we could have pictures. We should somehow have pictures because he's got that amazing oh, beard. Oh, I know. I know. I just got to try. I'll sneak one when he's not looking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do that. I don't get pictures. You, you actually put product in that beard, right? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I went to the barber the other day and got it all. Oh, golly. He's, yeah. No, it was, it was I, I It's an amazing up. beard. Yeah. I mock him for it. It was and yet It looks great. Thank yes, you. a professional needed to handle that. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so I don't know what level of detail. So, I mean, I, I guess my name, you know my name. I grew up in the church. I've been going to Monsieur Day for, goodness, 11, 12. 12-ish years now. That's crazy. Um, A very, yeah, a very long time. I, well, I, you guys weren't married when you first both started no, coming, right? Mm, no. No, we, we got married a year or so after. I was I was good friends with Matt Miller, um, and actually his dad kept on trying to get me to come over here. So finally, uh, you know, when when Larry when Larry tries to get you to do something, he doesn't let doesn't no, let up. Doesn't so know. I was like, all right, fine. So <laughs> I came came to you were doing those late night Bible studies, um, and never left. So um, and how old were you when you started coming? Were you seventeen? Well, we met right after I graduated high school, so I was eighteen. And just common friends. And then he invited me to your know, Tuesday night Bible study. I think it was Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. I know it was Ecclesiastes. I'll never forget that Bible study. Um, and that was just incredible, hearing the Word of God taught that way. So I stayed ever since then, too. And we courted for longer than we wanted because that was the year that 500 of our friends got married and we couldn't get a wedding date because everybody <laughs> stole ours. That. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like eight months and we got married right away and then yep. we baby had a baby right coming. away. Yeah. <laughs> right away. Or this, this, year's our, this was our 10 year anniversary. 10 year, yeah. I still think that was my most stressful wedding. Ours? Yes. Yeah. Because, oh, it was very coordinated. Well, she, well, and she had that cigar Ross. That's, yeah, what, that's what I was saying. We yeah. planned. I remember Beautiful. sitting and, and planning this song to, down to the second. It, yeah, and I had to like have everyone stand yep. at this certain crescendo, and yep. she was supposed to appear. And I'm like, Man, and it went perfect. It, was, it, it worked was brilliant, fine. though. It worked fine, but I was just like, oh, <laughs> they're asking a lot of me. Um, all right, so you guys are aware. It, I mean, I have already kind of given up, but on the parenting spectrum, um, explain yourselves from your perspective. Uh, we've got best of both worlds. Our nine-year-old is really entering into those interesting formative years. And then we have our youngest, which is just very simple. No touches and 
training and mm-hmm. what are you finding uh, to be a challenge with uh, just Quinn is your oldest. Mm. Um, she's the one you're practicing always on. Mm-hmm. I don't think oldest kids get the the hugs they should, <laughs> you know, because yeah. mom and dad are just mm-hmm. yeah, every time they enter into a new uh, world of growing, yeah. you, you don't know what to do, you know, right? Yeah, we we're at the point where we know the telltale signs of a new season of independence. Because there's always these flare-ups. These Matt has talked about it before in the podcast with these seasons where you're like, you right. have to readjust and be like, have I not been faithful? And sometimes it's really just developmentally, they're just really changing yep. and expressing themselves differently. So, And Quinn takes after her daddy. So she wears her emotions on her sleeve. She's oh, very easy to read. Mm. And he's constantly reminding me that this is what's happening because he knows he's been there, done that. I can see it. Yeah, I can it's it's really interesting actually because yeah. I can see everything that she does and kind of how she's thinking and Lane is totally doesn't Oblivious. understand it and I'm like, yeah, no, I've been there. I that's actually very much like Matt with his daughter uh, yeah. that he knows what's going on mm-hmm. and it helps Lydia mm-hmm. when because she's just not that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. So yeah. you you have seen that she's more like Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and so, much so we know when she's going through something and. It is getting to the point where, as the mom, I'm starting to understand things more now, too. It's not so much personality, but she's a young woman. So that's a huge change. I was not ready for that at nine years old to start gearing her towards, you're going to be a woman, really a woman soon. Yes. You know, it's going to happen before I know it. So um, it's very interesting trying to figure that out. And I really appreciate Georgia because it's so easy to just give a little tap on the butt and it's done. Yep. But when you're talking to a nine-year-old about letting her emotions control her and how vast that is and just it's serious biblical wisdom and counseling and it's so time-consuming. It is. So. Yeah, it, I think you, I'm sure you've heard it or maybe you haven't from Kim, my wife, um, those types of things, especially as they enter into womanhood mm-hmm. and the whole the whole thing of just puberty and hormones and for both guys and girls, mm-hmm. you know, it gives you the excuse, uh, the, oh, how, how does she say it? It makes it easy to sin, but it doesn't give you the excuse no to excuse, sin. No excuse, yeah. And um, boy, I, I, all of our girls just grew up hearing that. Mm-hmm. And then as Maddie it, entered in puberty, now he's just raging with testosterone. He's mm-hmm. got all that energy. It, I had many a talk like that. It's like, look, I understand. Yeah. Uh, tr- really, I do. And if you want, we can get in a good wrestling match and work out some of that. But mm. yep. you, you you will honor your mother. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, my next question is very simple, but it's actually kind of complex. What, If you guys can, what were your expectations prior to having children. So you you kiss, you say, I do, you're in the flush of newlyweds and enjoying life, and you're thinking about babies. And so yeah. what were your expect, expectations prior to having those children? And what now, uh, now that you're nine years into children, um, wh- where do you see yourselves at? Do you want me to take that? I can start it off. What were our expectations going into childhood? I was just young and naive. Yes. That's, so that's, this is, this we is were a, so happy a, to be married. Yeah. 
I mean, this is a person. This is a personal note that that plagues me in everything I do. I am superly over optimistic. Yes, so yes. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be great. I'll figure out a way. It'll be amazing. And then I'll work in. And then before I know it, I'm, I'm I, I don't sleep at all because I'm freaking out about it. So I just get myself into these situations constantly. Um, so I, to be honest with you, yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations in that sense. I think though, one thing just we're reflecting on when I. What I what I knew childhood to be like going reflecting back on when I was a child, and how I was in the parenting and all of that, I think I expected it to be more difficult. Um, it is difficult, don't get me wrong, but I think you, we 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 put in all of the work in those young formative years. I'm seeing fruit bearing now yeah. in Quinn and yeah. Reese, where. Uh, my mom was struggling with me until I left the house, you know? Right. Um, and I was never, I was never once disciplined. Um, I she, didn't know she, that. she would, she would do these things where we would count down to like one in 230 seconds or something like that. You know, you do one, two, three, four, but she would get, she never wanted to discipline me. What about for you, Lana? Uh, our theme prior to having a child was whatever the Lord wills will happen and that is what happened we had baby coming right away and i how, had how, yeah how quickly i it was the first month of marriage we were pregnant so i i yeah i'm trying to remember and i can't i just remember it was quick yeah I, I don't know we didn't ever have that inclination like oh let's spend a year together let's travel let's i mean we weren't going to travel anywhere we were dirt poor so we're like <laughs> yeah in fact, were you at that point were, weren't you still a barista was I a barista at Starbucks at yeah, that point? Yeah, definitely. Was I really? Mm-hmm. Or was I? Was it? Was I? Did I just have? I had just gotten that Chase job after we had Quinn. Oh, you worked for Chase too. Oh, oh that's right. After we had Quinn, awful. but while we were pregnant, we were yeah, both baristas. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. full time college. A yeah, full time. Remember Caroline's oh, Coffee vaguely, Connection? Vaguely. He used to come and visit me all the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 It's how many years you've been married now? It's ten. ten. Yeah, a lot of stuff has happened in <laughs> ten years. I'm just, I'm. Yeah. Uh, do you not see the lack of hair yeah. on my head? Come on. Uh, all right. Anyhow, what were but your expectations? Thankfully, and- as soon as the ladies found out that I was pregnant they, in our church, they just mm-hmm. yanked me and your wife and um, like a Judy Love. They just yanked me and they're like, "Okay, you're going to have a baby. Something's going to happen here. This is big. <laughs> not just sunshine and daisies, you know." Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they. I ended up being able to go through um, shepherding a child's heart, and Mark was simultaneously doing it with a, a man in the church. And mm-hmm. so we were discipled and prepared while I was pregnant still, which mm-hmm. is just a huge gift because usually it's you've had the baby and then the whirlwind starts and you're not even thinking about preparing. You're just right. going and doing. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that you're where you're at, how do you view child rearing where you realize we were naive or mm. uh, yeah. are there things that you're you're now coming to understand better where when you're looking at we have ladies in our church all expecting mm-hmm. some of them their first yeah. um that you you can talk to the husband now with mm-hmm. your ex and say Whatever you think it's going to be, this is how it really is, and hopefully be a, an encouraging word. Are you guys finding that? Um, am I making sense in what I'm asking about? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, because a lot of people just come alongside you and say, oh, this will be so great. What a blessing. Children are a gift from the Lord. And then you wonder what this demon child is, you know, that. that, (laughs) Oh, well, we've literally said that. We we questioned if our child was possessed. Like, we, you know, we'll say that, but we literally questioned. It's like, is there a demon in this child? (laughs) Yeah. And, And this is actually, you know, one of our best. I mean, she turned out to be a beautiful. You know what? She she loves the Lord. So right, Um, we're talking Quinn. Then talking about yeah, and we just baptized her. How long ago? Oh, a year ago. A year ago. Yeah. So, and it's just neat to see her growing in her faith. But that's exactly it. Is you get that idea that that it's going to be so sweet and she's so lovely and everything else. But then you find out there's this sinful nature and Mm -hmm. and and a will that's not yours. You Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. literally you're like, why goodness? Yep. Um, yeah, they're not out to get you. It's not like they're just trying to annoy you. They are just living out their sinful nature. Yeah. And yep. it starts younger than you're ready for. Yep. Well, then that kind of dovetails into my next question. What were the challenges you thought were most difficult to overcome in yourselves, not in the kids? Because yeah. the first step in parenting is there's a, things you just have to deal with in mm-hmm. your own hearts. What what did you? What are some of the biggest challenges you guys faced as maybe together, but also individually. So I think individually, you got to get again, I can, again, I can, I can do it. Well, when I get too close to some notes and I'm I'm distorting it. So I'm kind of just making sure I'm, well, if you didn't have that beard in the way. Yeah. It kind of filters it a little bit. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah. So (laughs) I think, but I think it actually, so my answer is going to tie into the last point we were just talking about in that, um, my, my, the biggest thing I struggled with was, uh, I think a lot of men struggle with, is just y- you work all day. You're busy with so many things, taking care of a home, taking care of a job. And, and then you just kind of want me time. Right. Like, I want to I relax. I want to come home. Um, I, it's just controversial. I want to have a beer, you know, and just like not be bothered for a second because I've literally been giving all day. Um, but then it goes to the that's point we were just talking about how the consistency we found even like dealing with Quinn is, you know, um, you would, <laughs> she was waiting for that one time for you to give in mm-hmm. wouldn't, that wouldn't do something and you just got set right back yep. and you had to be consistent. So we, I learned that, um, that it was, it was, it wasn't just when you feel like it or, or, uh, I'm, I'm batting 500, I'm doing okay. Like yeah. you gotta, yeah. you gotta be on it all the time. It doesn't stop. If you want, if you want to raise a child well, um, so I think that just took maturity in me. I, uh, I, it's funny. I actually like completely stopped watching sports because yeah. that was a big issue for oh me. I, I remember I would spend all Saturday on the couch watching sports when I, when the kids were younger, yeah. and I realized that was a, that was a sin issue, and and I just stopped. And I'm like, that was like, his I favorite stop. thing. I, it's kind of funny. His favorite thing was the college game day, and he would make. This chili, it was just god awful. It was horrifyingly <laughs> yeah, terrible. Man, you know, it was delicious. I'm in my first trimester, <laughs> and so I'm just so sick. And it's just like this thing smells so bad. <laughs> but he had to have it, and it was just, it was. But it was just like it is, it is that, and it could, no, I, I, couldn't be, I couldn't care. be, I couldn't be, I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, exactly. But now it's like I every everything I do, I try to. I still like to do stuff. But I try to orient it so I can have the kids do it with me. Like I yeah. brew my beer on Saturdays and have the kids out there doing it with me, and you know, make sure That's that I can do true, things that I, I can do. By your house unannounced, and you were out there with all of your arcane-looking alchemy <laughs> lab. It's like my goodness! <laughs> you, if you guys could see his setup, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's, and and but I think you had. 
two of your children yeah. there working with you right there. Yeah. And I thought, how cool. Yeah. No, well it's, done. it's, it's fun. I can, I can teach them work and it's, they, 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 they take the word work and use it seriously and they love it. They're like, oh, I'm working with dad. Yeah. And they love it. And they actually are doing things and they're learning things like, not to nerd out on beer, but like it's very sciencey. So I get to teach them all the science behind it, and they're kind of learning that kind of stuff too in a real world. Yeah, you were trying to teach me, and I, I all I was hearing was la 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 la. I didn't freak out. I didn't freak out. I didn't freak out the microscope for you. Wait, that would have gotten real wild. I just wanted to know what the tube for it was for, and that yeah. ended up being a, like a little five-minute <laughs> lecture. And I'm like, so basically it just moves the beer from that one to that one. That was all I was looking for, girl. <laughs> but, but you have to know what it's doing in between there. No, you there. don't. Not if you're not going to ever do, <laughs> do anything it. with it. <laughs> but, true. You know, but what you're saying, though, yeah. is, is the simple thing of a child is not stupid. Yeah. And, and sometimes we think they yeah. are um, in a weird way, but um, – they know when you're telling them go do work just because you don't want to be bothered yeah. versus we're working and, and they're with you. And it's something that it, it's mom, uh, mom and dad time with the kids or dad and the kids and, and you're laboring alongside them. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a lot of intangibles that are just conveyed there. And you get to teach a lot more than you realize mm-hmm. yeah. because they're engaged in this yeah. this task. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. But so, you had to die to yourself then. That's I had to that, what, essentially I mean, to summarize to, it. Right, dying to myself. That was, yeah. and that's what most parents are because they're yeah. young. Mm-hmm. And for you guys, you didn't even have like a year no. of just marriage or nope. two years to just kind of get it. It was right away. Yep. And Teen so parents. you, yeah, yep. yeah, and yep. you have to deal with that. Um, yeah. You know, you have, yeah. What about for you? Um, oh man, mine was kind of hard. Uh, it feels like a catch-all, but. I would say my biggest challenge was pride that I didn't know I had. I had so much pride and fear of man. And how, how did the fear of man? So, um, I was counseled and taken care of, and I knew how I needed to go into this and what I needed to do, what it meant to faithfully raise and train and discipline a child. You don't necessarily know how it looks in practice, but you know right. what you need to do. Which is why we're doing these interviews. Right. Because we can say all day long, but... Do this, but how really does it look? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I would have said back then, and this was with the first one, um, I would have said back then that I was being faithful and I wanted to honor God with my discipline. Um but truly, if I looked at my heart mode, if I really looked deeply into myself, I was doing this so I would appear faithful. Yes. Instead of truly wanting to do it out of devotion for God. So, um, Kim and I had the same thing. We yeah. both had to address that. Uh, that we had our children were well controlled early, mm-hmm. and it was tempting yes. to then hold them up as see mm-hmm. how spiritual we are rather than. Yeah, it's it, our heart are, is so deceitful. So, <laughs> we just don't believe the Bible on it. <laughs> yeah, and that okay, pride was so. all there before the baby came. So the Lord gave us the perfect child, first perfect child. That was exactly what Lena needed to kill that pride. And not that I've mastered it, but you know, it's a constant battle. We, we but understand. yeah, um, so He definitely rooted that out with by using Quinn. Um, 
when she turned one, she became a lot more independent and more toddlery. And so she would just act on her sin. And oftentimes it was in front of people, which is my greatest terror because mm. I want to appear okay. so, you know, in this way. And so I would get this knot in my stomach because I knew everyone was looking and expecting something to happen. And so instead of disciplining out of faithfulness, I would do it more out of compulsion. Okay. That's, that is that fear of bad then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, you know, compulsion, if you're doing it out of compulsion, not devotion to God, then it's going to lead to disciplining and anger or frustration and mm-hmm. impatience and all of those things. So when you discipline in anger, you're showing your child anger and they're going to pick up on that and learn anger. So when you see that in your child, you know yeah. where that's come from. They didn't just, and sometimes it would be like direct quotes. I would hear her say something. She's getting into be like two years old. And I'd be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe what I've done, you know, created a monster. And so I, you, that makes it really difficult because you have to go and ask for forgiveness from your toddler. And then you have to discipline them for their rebellion and for their anger, which you taught them, yep. which is absolutely heartbreaking. Yep. So... It really is. Yeah, that was a huge thing that the Lord had to root out of me. I would there would be times with Quinn when I was and when you guys say disciplining all day long, you mean disciplining all day long. I don't think I still think probably two thirds of our listeners don't believe us. I mean, those uh, days uh, I would be on my literal knees, just crying out to God because I He brought me to my knees yep. where I needed to be using this child who needed this discipline too. Sovereignly, she needs this discipline, but sovereignly, he's put her in my life to root out this sin. So those are really, really hard times. And we're talking just simple rebellion, just not obeying right away, yep. not picking up your toys right away, and then screaming about it or you know, doing a tantrum. Again, I'm going to say that most parents, we've talked about that in every possible way we could as examples, but again, I don't think parents... A lot of parents just grasp that. Um, I, you were, I think, Mark, you said something about that consistency, and mm-hmm. that it batting five hundred, yeah, you know, might look great in all the people around you, mm-hmm. but but it's not. And I think we said it on the podcast somewhere. If not, I'll say it now. Um, I had an older man ask me, "Are you being consistent?" And I'm like, "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> and and that was all he needed. And he said, Matt, I, I'm just going to tell you, he's like, the heart of a child is such that if he can get by yep. with his action one out of 10 times, yep. he'll do it. Yep. If he, he gets disciplined nine out of 10 times, that one opportunity, he's it's just is in his heart. And I, I didn't still believe him at that point, yeah. but I, I was in my mind. And when I went home, I just started realizing Man, my daughters, because it was just daughters at that point, they literally will do that. Yeah. Um, it's that consistency, yep. which is dying to self, but also pride because you're battling, like you just said, you want to look good and mm-hmm. what are people thinking. And we had the we had the weird exa- – I think a lot of people have experienced this where our children were well-behaved mm-hmm. and, and we had – we were growing them well, raising them, I guess the right word. And then we'd go to a friend's house and they would turn into this – this is Demon not my child. child. And you're like, 
yeah. <laughs> who is this? Oh, yeah. I know. I, and then you're trying to say he's not normally like that no. as, as he's like climbing on the roof and pulling. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're like, what? Yeah. I would <laughs> but have, it's pride. I would learn to pray. Yeah. Lord, I know yeah. humility is good. So, I'm, <laughs> you know, and I don't want to pray for it, but I know it's good. And we go to the library and of course, it's just a, a story time. It's just a disaster. I mean, all the children are just, <laughs> my kids never, ever, ever, they just went, they were so sweet. And I was like, oh, I'm so thankful for that. And then there was that one fateful day where one of them had a tantrum and I was like, what, what, when? This isn't my child. I'm the I'm the lady carrying her child out of the library now. What is happening? I've become that person. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. But it was me once again thinking it's dependent upon me. And yeah, our children was restaurants. Hmm. It's like, oh, I just decided now, huh? This oh, is really? the time. Yeah. <laughs> and be a crowded restaurant. All right. Perfect. Well, we'll. But we were also stubborn, and it's like you want to play that game, then we'll play the game. Yeah. You're not going to like it, but it still was very humiliating. And yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, anything else that you would say that you had to overcome, either one of you, that you realize it, it was just putting to death something? There's control, too, I think. Yeah. Well, especially for me, because there would be times when you were taking over the discipline or the instruction or the counseling. Oh, okay, yeah. And you're not doing it like me. You know, mm-hmm. I want you to do it like me. This is what I would say, you know, like that even matters. And ah, that's can... just undercutting exact like his mm-hmm. role as a leader in their life. So when you agree that husband's going to take this turn, he is going to take it. You pray for him while he's doing it, but you shut your mouth because these children need to see a faithful, loving hand from their father so sometimes literally <laughs> that's what i yeah. meant literally. oh okay yeah. <laughs> no i come I, I come in for the reinforcement though oh when it's <laughs> i mean i think it's that's the typical you know thing for dads to come in like mom mom's raised your final straw then you bring it you bring in the closer and that's, that's getting that's getting cool. dealt with real quick. Have you ever gone come home from? Well, now you work from home, but, <laughs> yeah, it's all kind um, of but yeah, he hears it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually totally different. I would mm-hmm. be in my office working on Hebrew or Greek for seminary, and uh, I'd actually have to put ear, uh, mm-hmm. shooting protect ear protection on so I could shut out everything. Yeah. But every once in a while, I take them off, and I'd be listening. And one of the things that struck me was how kind my wife was to the children, patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just hear her uh-huh. uh, so kind and gentle with the children, urging them, pr- praising them, loving them, reading books. Um, and then other times, you just hear the rebuke and the mm-hmm. correction, and and then you'd see the pushback, and you're like, did my Nikki just go? <laughs> yeah. And now you're listening, and all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm going to, like you said, I'm stepping in on this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, she's she's had a rough day, and yeah. this is not going to end well for that child. Yeah. Uh, but um, I just remember coming home sometimes at work, from work, and she just has that. Have you ever seen it with her? I don't know. Uh, where oh, she's yeah. got the look on oh, her face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a day. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'll get. I'll walk out of my office and I'll, I'll see it and like, okay, 
Yeah. Okay. It's this. This is yeah. what we're dealing with. And then now we're homeschoolers up. too, so there's some uh, there's yeah. some morning meetings, little pep talks that happen. Oftentimes, Dad has to be like, "You're going to listen to your mother. Yeah. Well, You're going to learn something." <laughs> yeah. If I don't, if I don't have like a huge marathon of meetings that I'm yeah. stuck in, like, and I hear stuff going on, I'll just step out. Like, if it gets to a point where I'm like, "Okay, this is." Yeah, you got to step in and deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. Kim would call me here at work. I mean, I was putting in 12, 14 hour days mm-hmm. for many years here. And she would just call me sometimes, you need to talk to your son. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then it's like, oh, boy. Sure. Put them on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Re- reason like, to go, you? what's up, dude? What's up, dude? <laughs> well, you're going to find no, that, now with, that right now. You might already see it um, where also you'll understand what's going on with Reese better than her. Yes. Just like she understands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but especially once he hits puberty, you're, there'll be times where you'll have to just speak wisdom to your wife of, look, yeah. you're upset, but you're upset because he's acting like a boy, not because he's acting disobediently. Sure. Um, sure. And the same way. I mean, we had four women in our house. and oh, Four and, mothers. Uh, yes, four mothers, but also four on, their same, on the same cycle. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. And yep. they all hit the same time. Yep. I remember once where Maddie was generally just, up and mm-hmm. locked and clueless, yeah. but I came home one day, yeah. and all the girls were crying. Oh no! <laughs> I walk in. The, it's one of those where you know you wish you had just could have quietly just backed out of the house. <laughs> oh my gosh! And gone back to work. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so they're wailing. It's the oh, end of my. the world. Um, Kim is rebuking them because. That's not an excuse to sin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and yet you can tell she's on tension. And Maddie oh was gosh. literally sitting in the middle of the room with this oh dazed gosh. look. And 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 he, he saw me. He's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I just said, come on, I got to run an errand. I didn't have to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I went and got him an ice cream cone with me. Oh. And we just... And, and I, I'm, when I'm driving, he's like, I didn't do it, Dad. I didn't. I said, I know you didn't, buddy. And so I had to explain to him yeah. that part of women. And yeah. he's like, that's gross. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think we really have a say in any of that, buddy. But you got to be kind, and you have to yeah. understand what's going on. And yeah. she, he's like, I'm glad I'm a boy. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you'll have your own stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, yeah. Cool. Next question, though. Yeah. Uh, as parents of small children, um, I'm going to probably look mostly at you on this yeah. one, Lena. How did you train your children to sleep through the night, and how quickly were you able to do it? This is a commercial for a, a method. <laughs> it is. Well, first of all, Mark and I were 100% on the same page when it came to this point because we had faithful people speaking into our lives, including you, Pastor Matt. Um, so when I, like I said, when I was pregnant, I had a few, a couple women come alongside me and one was your wife, Kim, and she gave me, uh, the book, oh, here I go, the book Baby Wise by Dr. Robert Bucknam and Gary Ezzo, which is a wonderful, wonderful book and I'm very thankful for it. Um, like I said, like we said before, we were very naive. We had no idea what was going to happen to us in a few months. So um, this book was, it's basically a textbook. It just lays it out really nice and clean and simple for um, how to create a baby, a schedule for your baby and what their needs are developmentally, um, just the bare bones, sleep, eat, play, all of that. Really helpful book. And I'd recommend it to anyone. Um, 
but they also have a website, babywise.info. It has all the resources there too. So you can literally look up your baby's age and they'll tell you Hmm. what their day should look like, what's best for them developmentally. Um, So the premise behind this sleep training thing um, actually doesn't have to do merely with just sleep. It's actually about their entire day, like I said. It's about their eating, their wake time, and their sleep. Um, And before I go into the details of it, um, I have to say when you first bring your baby home, they're a newborn, and it's going to be really hard for those first couple weeks. It's tiring. They're brand new. They need to eat all the time because... You know, the antibodies and the sure. brain and everything. So those first two weeks are just hard and you just settle in your mind. And it's the be first hard. baby, it's hard for mom and dad, mom and baby because right. you're wrapping. It's one thing to know something's coming, yeah. but it's another thing to now be tired. And But as each other child, you, you at least you know, okay, you I've been through this. And yeah. there's an end game here. One thing I'll say to moms who are about to have a baby is, those first two weeks, you're going to feel like the most weird scientific experiment ever. Your body is just, you're just going to have to laugh at your body and your everything. It's just, you just get through it. And God is kind. He gives you the strength to get through it. Um, But after that two, three week period, you start to notice typically that your baby is more predictable. They're waking up at similar times. They're wanting to eat at similar times. And usually it's, they're wanting to eat every two hours. And so you're just feeding them every two hours, and then you start noticing at nighttime that they don't need to maybe eat as frequently. Some nights are different. Sometimes they wake up and they want to eat, but they don't need to eat as frequently. Um, So we're talking maybe they'll go three hours, and then maybe they'll go four hours. And um, when they wake up, they're obviously very hungry, and you just feed them then. And so I, I feel like I've skipped stuff with this. But the idea behind this is that when the baby eats, they're eating a full meal, just like us. We're eating a full breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We're filling up our stomach to have the energy to go forth in our day. And that's exactly what it is for the baby. They need a full stomach. You know that feeling of when you've eaten enough food mm-hmm. and it's just natural. You just, it feels good. You're ready yep. to go. You have energy. And the same way for babies. So um, we ran into this. With every baby, we would have our baby in the hospital and they would always try to counsel you and tell you how you need to move forward. And we've seen it all because we've been having babies nine years now. So back then it was you have your baby on a schedule and we're like, okay, great. We got that. We know what we're doing. And then the next baby, the nurses would tell you, you got to feed them whenever they cry, on demand, whenever. And then the next baby, they'd say, you got to be on a schedule. (laughs) So we learned don't listen to the nurses and doctors, you know, this worked out. So I'm just going to put that out there. It is good for the baby to have regular meals and fill up their tummy every two hours. You want to just give them good meals so that they will have a good awake time because they have energy and then they'll be super tired with a full tummy and they'll sleep longer because if they're just snacking all day, tiny little meals, whenever they cry, they're not going to sleep a long time. Their tummy's not full. They're going to wake up, oh, I'm hungry again, 30 minutes later, because they're hungry again. So that is the premise behind when they're brand new. Um, Around six to eight weeks, you start noticing that 
it's getting even longer at nighttime. Six to eight weeks is six to eight hours. There's a stretch that happens. And the first time that happens, you freak out. You're like, you wake up, you're well rested, and you're like, oh, is the baby dead? What happened? Yeah. You know? Right. Baby yeah. didn't wake up. And then you see they're perfectly fine. Um, and then you notice uh, after that happens, you know they can do it. You know that they've matured to the point where they're eating enough during the day. And for their bedtime meal, they're eating enough. They slept six hours, six to eight hours, and they can do it. So if you hear a little scuffle in the night or you hear a little sneeze, a little whimper, a little whatever, it doesn't mean, oh, I got to get up, got to feed baby. It's been two hours. Baby can sleep, right? So let baby just work it out. Maybe they woke up out of a little sleep state, something like that. It happened all the time. We would lay them down for a nap 45 minutes later, and we're talking our kids always took two and a half, three hour naps, solid naps. But 45 minutes into it, you'd be like, what are they doing in there? I hear a whimper, I hear a scuffle or whatever. And early on, we'd be dumb and we'd go in there and check on them. And then they'd be really upset because they're like, no, I'm trying to sleep in here, lady. Don't wake me up. I don't want this extra stimulus. Mm -hmm. But we learned right away, oh, that's what Dr. whatever his name said. They'll wake up sometimes out of their sleep just like you do. And all they know to do is, you know. That's yeah. all they know. They can't say, oh, I woke up and I'm not in REM sleep anymore. So, you know, no. So just let them be and let them go right back to sleep. You know how long they need to sleep. You know when they need to eat again. So I just think, let I think them be. What we were taught was you know, there's some place where Kim would start to extend the feedings right. um, it, gradually. Yeah. But the one thing I remember us doing, I didn't have to do anything. I I was the guy, so it yeah, was him nice. sitting here. Yeah. I fully support you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you guys could see us in the room, Mark just kind of sat sat back and he checked his phone, had his arm <laughs> crossed, like I got nothing to offer here. <laughs> but um, well, he did have something to offer because my mother's heart, when they would whimper or cry, was like, "Oh, I gotta fix it. I gotta go. I gotta go." And so he was the one that was like, "You know, she's tired. Her diaper's clean. She just ate a full meal. She's fine." Yeah. This letter. So yeah, was, you're right. You need a support system. <laughs> I, I just remember with Kim was that we would hear the baby and they'd wake up and she would let them fuss mm-hmm. for like five minutes. Right. And what we what we were told is just give them a chance to work it, like you said, work right. it out and then go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And at first, and so whether it was two hours or a three-hour feeding or however it all right. worked, um, it was always give them five minutes, and and part of that they were saying you're trying to teach a child that just because they fuss they don't immediately get the breast, yes, right. Mm-hmm. So they're not making that connection, um, and so you're already teaching a child that I feed you when it's time to feed you. Mm-hmm. You're not starving a kid at all. Um, no, but our children were yeah, not starved. Yeah, yeah, they were always <laughs> quite rotund. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Not. And and then, but also that. At, in, at nighttime, they mm-hmm. would work it out and go back to sleep. And maybe at first it was only for another 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but other times it might be for two more hours. Yeah. I, I just remember I knew we hit that six to eight week yep. mark. Um, I knew that I, that they had slept through the night because my wife would have a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. She just was less, and I'm like, ah, the baby slept through. She's like, yes, she did. And it was like I had my wife back. Yeah. Um, and from there, there was almost never any looking back. Yeah, no. I mean, life happens. You have teething. You right. go on a trip. 
but it's so infrequent. And even just like you were saying, the crying itself is very infrequent too, because people will hear me saying this and be like, oh my gosh, making your baby cry. But to this day, especially with our last one, which is most in my mind right now, because I'm most familiar with it, but they just love their bed. It's their comfort place. They love sleeping. They get really good sleep. Our kids have giant heads and giant brains. You know, they're just developing. They're enjoying their sleep. They love their comfort place. So rarely would they need to cry. It would only be because we were out too late and they're overly tired. Right. Or, um, or like you said, trips where the whole schedule is just shot out the window. Yeah. Now we also, um, there's also behind all that though, a principle of just not being child-centered in the sense of what you're trying to do is teach your child to come into a schedule that the family functions on. Right. Because if not, then it's all around that one child. Well, we we had friends that that their child was five and still not sleeping through night. And Kim was like, oh, you Mm -hmm. poor lady. Um, It doesn't have to be that way. And, And when you start adding more children, it it becomes intrusive on the poor wife's life where she's yeah. just trying to survive, yeah. I guess. Yeah, totally. That child needs sleep. They yeah. need to be able to sleep that long stretch. I think the pediatricians will tell you like 12 hours for a toddler. So you have to get to that point eventually. How are you going to do it if you don't help train them from the beginning? Yeah. You know. And boy, once they get it, they can sleep forever. Because, it's lovely. Uh, I remember Kim vacuuming under the crib we and I'm like girl what are you doing and, and she probably like, told us to do that because we did it with our baby we vacuumed right by her we're like we're not gonna be quiet while baby's sleeping because that's not reality no and and I was just horrified and she gave me this derisive kind of it was loving but very derisive or dismissive is probably the better word she's like she's fine she's like and I looked I'm like Oh, she's out. Because <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> it's sleep time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and she's like, and I cannot stop my day just no. because she's taking a nap. And that was taught yep. me something else about that child centeredness is okay, now we got her sleeping faithfully, but our life doesn't freeze while they're on their nap because we don't yeah. want to wake baby up. It's yeah. like, no. Um we we would also put them down and we knew that they would cry. Um not always. Sometimes they're just so tired, they're happy. Mm-hmm. The thumb yeah. goes in the mouth and they're done. But other times they're going to fuss. And I told Kim, and we didn't know what we were doing with our first one, but I said, you let her cry for a half hour. And if she's still crying at the end of the half hour, you comfort her. Because our oldest, our first was, we didn't know what we were doing. Sure. But I could see that she was controlling Kim. Yeah. And that little creep, would, I timed her. She would cry for 28 minutes. <gasps> And then silent. Oh and I'm like, boy, she's just going to push it to the limit, isn't That's she? Funny. You dear, sweet daughter of mine. Oh, man. Yeah, but this is the same daughter whose her great pleasure was blowing snot bubbles on her swing. Okay. Poor I'm girl. just like, well, we're going to try to marry you young. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we going to do? She's going to love me for saying this on love. Yeah. Anything else with regard to that that you think you should add other than you recommend that book, Baby Wise? Yeah, and if anyone, obviously I'm speaking to the people that are going to our church, and I know there's a lot of women expecting children. So if you have any questions about it, I'd be so happy to talk to you about it because it is life-changing. And it the aspect you're talking about of not having a child-centered home is just 
so important for your marriage. Your marriage has to stay strong in order right. to raise these children. Right. You have to have your place for you and your husband to enjoy each other and children can't inflict on that. And by specifically, I mean like children in the bed sleeping with you, they need to have their own space. Yep. Um, it's good for them and it's good for you. So. Yeah, yeah. we, we never allowed, we had yep. one time that we had a child sleep with us due to night terrors from a unhelpful babysitter. Oh. And, and it was one day and one night, neither one of us got any sleep. No, she exactly. wasn't any better off. No. And, no. but yeah, we, we, our philosophy was the marriage bed is truly holy and that this belongs for mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And we know, again, this is very controversial in some circles. We don't really care. Yeah. Um, so we're better to talk about it than um, yeah. the controversial podcast. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, we will say if it, you don't go to our church and you have questions, um, in this sense, feel free to yeah. uh, send that to us, and, and we can have uh, Lena respond to those. Um, if you're wanting to just rant, we again, we don't care. We're, yeah. we're giving you what we think, and but it's all premised upon all of the stuff that we taught about. Um, and one of the worst things you can do is create a home where it's all around the children. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd add before we move to the next question? I don't think so. Okay, then this will involve both of you. What were the key practices that you guys found yourselves? You're, you look backwards now and you say, yeah, yeah, that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, I already said having babies sleep in their own place. That's a very important thing to do. Um, mine are so practical. I don't know if you think of anything that's more profound, but um, our babies always, this is another thing that nurses every other year would tell us something different, but our babies always slept so much better on their tummies. I slept as a baby on my tummy. My sisters did too. We did too. It just, they sleep so much more soundly and someone's probably going to say, well, that's because of this and that and this and that and it's bad for them. But my children are fine. They're beautiful and intelligent and they slept so good on their tummy. Well, actually what you're getting at behind a lot of, you know, how people might respond is, too much of our parenting today is fear-based. Right. Where we, we somehow think our job is to keep them safe, and you, it's impossible you can't. Yeah. Um, and that somehow if we do all of the things right, our, our baby will survive. And it's like, babies are going to die. I know that sounds harsh, mm-hmm. but there mm-hmm. is nothing you can do about it. Um, we've, we've had friends who've lost children, and yeah. it's like you did everything right. Yeah. Uh, whether the, you lost a child in a miscarriage or mm-hmm. after they were born, it didn't matter. Um, sin is in this world. It's broken, and it is. Um, and and uh, science, and I use quotes around that, it's constantly changing. So constantly. it's on the stomach, on the side, at, an, right. it tilt, at this. At, it's like whatever. Um the thing is, are your is your children sleeping, mm-hmm. and and are you teaching them to sleep longer and yeah. blah blah blah? But yeah, we would move them over when they were just a little bit stronger. When they're newborn, they're just wrapped up in tiny little yes, things, trying to make them feel like they're still in the yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the belly. But I got really good at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what else? What other practices? You know, it's I don't know if this is a practice. Um, it's more of a practice for like myself, and I think we both had to deal with this. Is um, we would always get really discouraged because you go and you look at other, go to other families yeah. and see how their kids acted. But kids are always acting great when they're around people mm-hmm. they don't know. And I'd be like, what's wrong with my well, kids? Because I, I would compare those kids to how my kids would act at home. 
And I'm like, well, am I doing something wrong? And this is going to bleed into the next point. But but that, yeah, just, and they would always tell me. Um, they're like, they're like, no, you didn't. You didn't see them twenty minutes before they, you arrived. Okay, so like, it's, it's. They're not these amazing children that they look like. Um, they, they, you know, you put it on for when strangers around or people they don't really comfortable with. So, so watch out to get. You could really easily get discouraged. Um, I did, um, in a lot of ways. Times, in a lot of ways. Sometimes. Um, that it, is a practice. It, 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 it. I'm not looking for like. You you discipline three times or something. Yeah. I'm I'm saying yeah. more oh, yeah. the big concepts that like you already mentioned consistency, yeah. but cons- that's a practice that you're like this was a lot more helpful than I realized looking backward or not allowing our eyes to look over into other homes yeah. and yes. judge our faithfulness based upon those homes because you right. can't you you never know what really is going on in anyone's home. Yeah. Right. I've been a pastor way too long for people who say, "Oh, I just wish I could raise my kids like them." And I'm currently counseling that couple mm-hmm. for problems they have in their home and of course I can't tell anyone that, mm-hmm. but it's like, "No, you don't need to <laughs> look at them and say they're the standard." Um, Good practice is just to pray for your friends, your community, whoever you're around. Instead of because we did, we, I was so hard. We would be like, "Well, what's wrong with our kid? Why aren't they doing that?" And that comparison is so not hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And it's better to just to pray for one another. Mm-hmm. I did not practice that enough. Mm-hmm. How about how about this one? This is a common one with smaller children. How did you teach your kids to uh, sit still? Or did you? Oh, goodness gracious. Well, you're, it's like a boring answer. Uh, I think of like communion. I'm not thinking it's boring. I think well, it, it, they've it, heard it already is what I mean by boring. Like when uh, we, uh, we do communion every week at our church and it's an important time. It's a time of worship. So you have to sit for a little while. There's some instruction and you're not allowed to take communion unless you're a believer. So you have to sit there and not beg for the wine and the bread, you know. You so, talk about the child. The child, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, when was the last time you had to beg for it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the child. And I remember with one of our children, goodness, I think it was probably a good year, 18 months, every single Sunday, I would have to walk out and give a spanking and walk back in and sit down. And maybe in that same time, walk out, give a discipline, go back and it just it was you have to just do it every single Sunday until they realize that okay this is a special time yeah that's a place where they they'll they'll take the opportunity to try to see how far they can push did you ever do anything at home for teaching them to sit still Uh, uh, so that in times of public settings that they I mean yeah we, we, we had people asking us your kids are sitting still during the whole service what are you doing? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But they, that didn't mean they liked our answer. But Yeah, as I remember with Quinn especially, she always sticks out because she was my tester. Um, reading time was what we would do. Mm-hmm. There had to be reading time during the day. And usually it was after lunchtime. You've had your lunch. We're going to sit still and read. You, you on your own, going to read a book. Not me reading to you necessarily. Sometimes I would, but... While mommy cleans the kitchen, you're going to sit here and read the book, and then you're going to go take your nap. Um, so it, it's just a certain amount of minutes having to entertain yourself and stay right there on the couch, not walk around and go play with that toy. We're sitting here and reading the book. 
Um, and the, you know what? If the first child with the other siblings, they follow suit. I remember Quinn, she she learned that and it was hard. But then Reese and Penny thought, oh, this is cool. This is great. This is what we do, you know? And it's still to that day. Whatever Quinn does is cool and great. So if she's doing good and righteous things, that's great. And that's how I counsel yep. her a lot is, look, he, they watch you. They care about what you're doing. You make things fun. And don't you want to lead them down the righteous path instead of into this? So you're now um, starting to trans transition clearly from simply like we, Matt and I have talked about, you have to get them under control so mm -hmm. you can then speak to their heart. You yeah. guys are clearly mm -hmm. at that stage with at least her yeah. where you're speaking into the heart issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've, we've gotten to that point. I mean, I do that with Penelope even, who's our five-year-old, because there's a big age gap between her and Georgia, and she'll really provoke Georgia to anger. And so I have to lay it down, like, you're provoking her to sin. You want your baby sister to sin? Sin against God? No, of course you don't. So, and she's realizing that too. So there's well, five, a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, she's definitely able to grasp those things. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We, I know, I might have my wife, she, she'll be horrified to hear this, come on also <laughs> to talk about some of the things she did. But I just yeah. remember there were days where she just says, today's going to be a training day. Now, what she yes. meant by that was... Mm -hmm. Don't expect a good meal. Reign of terror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a dish will get washed. <laughs> no yeah. laundry's going to get done. Nothing. Um, because she's going to be working on, and she said, I just want uh, one of her children to learn to, to learn to begin to sit still. And it was just that kind yeah. of thing where it started out with, you're going to sit on the couch with your books for five minutes, you're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to fiddle. Yep. Just and it, it, and then they would get praise, but she just keep extending that time You're until longer, they yeah. could finally sit there, totally happy, yeah. um, for an hour. Mm. And mm -hmm. it's like, but that took time. But it took. Yes. It also was okay. You've chosen not to. So a simple discipline. Now sit there, and you're going to wait. Yep. And they, it was amazing how quickly they uh, acclimated. But it's because. You know, same thing with interrupting and other things like that. There, there's just things you can do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and like well, with interrupting, so we have them. They can't come into an adult conversation and just guns a blazing. This is what I have to say to the room. You know, yes. <laughs> they have to come and I am here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah. about me. <laughs> it's not all about you. That's disrespectful. So they come in and they have to put their hand on our arm. Um, but that was started. Very young. Yes. Very young. Like, you're going to think we're dumb how young that was started. Before, too, I mean, just teaching them to put their hand mm -hmm. on mama's arm. No, we did it. And holding their hand, sh sh sh, you know, just wait. And then have a little conversation, you know. And then once they've learned that that's the expectation, they have to go and wait for me to talk to them now because they came in. They know the expectation is that you don't interrupt. And so there has to be a discipline or... They don't obviously not going to get what they want. They have to right. go back and do it the right way. So now it's taking longer. Is that really an advantage to you? No, do it right the first time. But behind that, again, it's not just for your convenience. You're teaching them because they have to learn to comport themselves with society. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, yeah, I remember talking to one couple. Their child, literally, this is early on in my pastorate here. He would run screaming down the aisles, and they mm. would just chase him. 
in the middle of my sermon. I'm oh. like, seriously? And then he, they would let him get on the floor, and then what he would do is crawl under the pews mm-hmm. and randomly grab people's feet. And he'd be like 10 feet pews in front of mom and dad. <gasps> and so you just see somebody jump in their pew, and, oh and you look, and, and, and it's like, you oh. little creep. And I said, you need to teach him to sit still. And they're like, oh, no, he, he, he's just very strong-willed or he's very active. And my point was, no, first of all, he's seven. And at some point in his life, he has to learn to sit still. Yeah. So why don't you do it earlier rather than yeah. some other point? And you, we all know of people who now they're adults and they still can't sit still because yeah. they never bothered to teach. I and struggle then, with it. What I struggle with that. Well, I'm a wiggler. I prefer, well, I, but I, I, I have a hard time just giving, just sitting and like focusing for more than ten minutes on a book or something. I'm actually I'm the just, same way, Mark. I've been like that I, for so long. So I, I actually have trained myself how to sit there and do. I, I actually purposely will work on my sermon and then do something else, and I, my day is filled with yep. these, little chunks. But, but it's all designed to bring myself into self control because. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I'm most productive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but it's it's a battle and it's learning to mm-hmm. control. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. One one other thing, and then we'll end this. If if you guys were to communicate to our listeners a key takeaway from your own role as mother or father, what what would it be? I would I would say I didn't realize, and, and this might be because I never had a father being. Growing up, I didn't realize the importance of a what a dad, a figure, a dad is. Dad is, yeah. and what his word means, and how he is to essentially set the standard for the home and help the wife along the way with it, um, with taking care of the children. But um, without without because your wife, Lena, you do the majority of the work because you're with them the majority mm-hmm. of the time. But I'm there helping you in that. And not always doing it, but encouraging you in while you're doing it. And, and well, we, we, we constantly are talking about it. Um, and if there's issues, you bring them to me. And, or if it gets to be too much with the kids, you know, I deal with it. Of course, at night, I, 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 take, I take care of the kids. But I think just realizing that God has put me in this place as a father, not so I can go work and do my fun stuff. And then when I get around to being a dad, I'd be a dad. But God has put me here to be a dad of my children, the father of my children. And that is one of the most important callings I have. And, I, yeah. and, I, and especially, and, and it, it varies in different points in their life, right? It's a, it's a very influential time right now. And it's very time consuming because you're just training them yeah. daily, moment by moment, minute by minute. Um, you know, the hope is that it's not always going to be this way. Um, that that's that that's that's. Can I can I give two really fast? You can give twenty. So I, don't care. I have an, another another one. Actually, it came from a Doug Wilson. Um, uh, I think it was a speech, and he gave an he gave an, an analogy oh, yeah. to to kids um, raising kids young, and then being able to have effect on them later. And he and he said. And he related it to um, having money in the bank. He's like, he's like, you can't, you can't cash a big check without putting 
money here, money there, you know, building up a bunch of money so you can actually cash that check. So he said is, he's like, he's like, so I look at my life now with the kids and I'm not saying earth shattering things to them. No. It's just consistent faithfulness, just faithfulness to where they're at in their lives at their age. Um, whether it's the kids are, you know, Quinn's reading her Bible daily or, or, or Reese is just obeying mom and dad, same with Penny. Um, but, but I'm, 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 I keep in my mind that I have to um, be engaging in their life and they have to realize that I care for them and I'm, I'm willing to listen, I'm willing to consult and talk to them. But these little issues, they don't seem very big. In, in the hope that when they're older and they're teens and a really big issue comes up, I can cash that check because I put mm-hmm. the money in the bank to be able to say something. Yeah. We, um, we describe it this way. Um, you, you, want to, you want to teach a child early to hear your voice, mm-hmm. but also trust that voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when they want to tell you that dumb thing, and it really is dumb, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But that's why <laughs> I always tell people, yeah. take, when you're going to uh, the hardware store, take a child with right. you. Yeah. Not because it's convenient, because it's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's so that you can talk yeah. and, ju- and, and not deep. Yeah. It, and and so they prattle away, but yeah. they tell you this or that, but they realize dad will listen. Yep. Um, be a man of justice. You're plowing those things into their heart because there will come that day, the big thing. I mean, I, I've, I've had horrendously hard things I've had to talk to my children over, mm-hmm. you know, especially as they're approaching marriage. Yeah. And we practice courtship, something we'll talk about as uh, an episode, a few episodes at some point, but... That ability that they will they they trust dad they mm-hmm. know that dad's for them mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. dad dad is not doing this for his comfort mm-hmm. um, but that only that's because dad was willing to turn the TV off mm-hmm. when they were little mm-hmm. and sit with them play with them tickle whatever it might be but right. also admonish them correct them instruct them yep. yeah you're 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 building that capital mm-hmm. and now now you can draw from that it's it it's huge and mm-hmm. it's so boring. It is. It, there's nothing sexy about that. It is. Yep. And you can't, yeah, you, you, you can't just, you can't go back in time and fix that. No, you can't. You have to be faithful in these, or in these moments right now and, and, and just, yeah, that's, that was, that'd be one thing I would. That's a huge one. That's a really good takeaway. Yeah. What about for you? I completely, obviously agree with everything that he said. You're so wise, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I did not. I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I support this message. Um, I think the other side of it is just in your own spiritual life as a parent. Um, this is a wonderful gift of God. This child that He's placed in your life, um, of course, because they're His creation and they're His image, but also this is the means by which he is going to mature you into Christ-likeness. It is one of the things, at least, I know for certain, because it is a trial. It is very hard. Um, there's so much emotion and s- spiritual battles constantly. If you can just pull that curtain back and see, this rebellion is completely a spiritual battle. Hmm. Um it's so hard to see that day to day because they say they always say the days are long but the years are short and it's very true each thing that happens in the day 
is sovereignly chosen for you for that day. And you have to trust the Lord in that because otherwise you're just going to strive and strive and work and work and it's going to come to naught. Mm-hmm. You're just going to sin. It's going to end up with sin. So I think the daily practice is praying over your children in the morning, um, being in God's word every single day. You have to feast on something <laughs> because you're going to be tired and hungry, spiritually speaking. Um, it's just not an option. You have to have communion with God. Each discipline, a tiny little prayer, Lord, help me not to discipline in anger. Give me the patience. Um, let me do this in a righteous manner that pleases you. I have failed on that so many times, more than I can count. The times where I have leaned on the Lord, we've had fruitful conversations. He's always blessed that. He's so kind. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, one more thing is no, go ahead. the child that I had to discipline the most was our firstborn. Definitely she had a higher tally mark. But I remember saying to myself back then, if I weren't having to discipline her all this time, when would I be preaching the gospel to this child? It was the opportunity to bring the gospel into her life. So I had to give thanks to God for that, even though it was hard and painful, because she was hearing the gospel all the time. And it's taken root in her. We've seen that already, and we pray that she would endure. But we see the fruit of her hearing the gospel all the time. And I can thank the disciplines for that. So I'm going to give you a quick story. I think I may have told you this. I may not have. You know, I I, I love to. I I spent a lot of time pastorally getting down on my haunches, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and crouching down to look at children in their eyes mm-hmm. and just talking with them because I don't want these little ones to ever look at pastor as an unapproachable sure. man or yeah. somebody they should fear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But your daughters were at the. Um, drinking fountain, and where mm. and they get little cups, and I, I said, I I made some comment. Um, I said, you know, something stupid, you know, <laughs> typical for me. Yeah. I was like, you should throw that on your sister. And, and I remember Quinn, or it, no, as actually, I was something where I was, and I was foolish, and, and I'll even say that I was foolish, but I was inviting them to speak disrespectfully in mm. a joking way to me, but I was inviting them to. And I remember Quinn just looked at me, and she said it with the purest words and sweetness of speech. She just said, "That would not be right." <laughs> and and then I was stupid way. enough <laughs> to actually press one more time. Oh no! <laughs> and 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 Reese was looking at me. Now Reese is just being a guy. He's kind of looking like side eyed, like, well, "Does he mean that?" Because I'm to- I'm totally <laughs> up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can make everyone laugh. That's I mean, what we're gonna I mean, do. I think I, I think he's serious. Yeah. But Quinn was just so calm, at, at, and she was how old is she now? Nine. Nine. So she was probably eight, and she just said that would not be respectful. And then I had to go and seek their stinking forgiveness. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Dad, nab it. But I was really struck by that. Oh. Um, I was inviting them to do something, and then they literally corrected me on it and and did it with kindness and grace oh. that 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 doesn't just come out of nowhere no. yeah. and so that yeah. hopefully encourages yeah thanks for sharing I that. will yeah. say this both of you described something um, parenting is acting 
in the young years, you're acting in faith. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And and so it's it's building the capital mm-hmm. so you yeah. can cash the check, but you don't know when that check's going to, mm-hmm. or how many checks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's disciplining with the hope that this is what God says, and it doesn't, yeah. you know, how many times we hear parents say it doesn't work. It's like, yeah. if, it wor- if you're only doing what works, then you're going to fail. You're going to do it because it's honoring to Christ, because this is what he commands. Yeah. Um, but it's all of faith. And and hopefully we'll be able to draw that out as we do the other interviews of showing these these young ladies entering into the early teens, yeah. you know, and the fear that the poor father feels. It's yeah. like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and then that moment when they, it's it's been sweet being a pastor for so long because you you're talking to parents and they got that wild eyed look. Their son or daughter is leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's time to leave, mm. but they're grasping because mm-hmm. it's like, wow, wow, where'd, where'd the go? time go? Yeah. Where'd yeah. it all go? Yeah. And uh, I remember just telling one family, a, a couple, I just said, you have to understand he's already gone. Mm. Uh, that says, your time's done. Mm-hmm. Now now it's the time to see what begins to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was no, and, and I told him, I said, I have nothing but hope. The time is gone, yeah, and it slips by so quick. I mean, where where did nine years go? How did you get this little girl that now is this sweet young woman? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I thank you for your time. I hope this was helpful, folks. We're going to end it here, and as always, we ask you to like, share uh, these episodes, but also that you would, um, if you want to make a comment, um, if you want to rant because you don't agree with some method, go ahead. But we don't care. Um, <laughs> we Hi. just don't. Uh, sorry. I mean, then then you do it your way, and yeah. we'll compare notes. Um, but w- we do hope that you'll consider it. We hope that it's ho- helpful. Uh, if you are ch- uh, with children that are younger age, like uh, Mark and Lena has, and you'd like maybe a here's my situation, send in a note, and uh, we'll see if we can help you out with a reply. But as always, we ask you to like and share this. What is it? Share it on iTunes. I'm disconnecting myself from almost every social media program. So I I can do it for you. you Do it for me. If you're still on social media, do comment. We love to hear from you. We do. We do actually. Do comment on our posts or on our website. Send it to us. And always remember to tell a friend.